Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Who podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Maples, a.k.a. Jay Mapes, here as always uh, with the homie Kings. Kings, what's going on, my boy? Man, you already know, you know, enjoying this break. Raiders football, you know, <laughs> one game away from the playoffs. Second winning season since 2000, 2002. Since 2002. Per my therapist instructions, I just I can't discuss football uh, <laughs> on, on on this on this podcast any longer just for my mental health. So I will not uh, be discussing what happened on the football field in in uh, Dallas, Texas today. But God bless you in the Las Vegas Raiders, baby. God bless. <laughs> uh, Appreciate it, bro. Uh, we have a special guest, my homie from college, my real life brother, man, MFG fam. Uh, Hardball, Michael Hardball Perkins. What's good? What's good, man? Man, what's good, man? I'm just enjoying myself. I'm happy it's basketball season. I don't, I shit. I'd rather talk Pee Wee Warner football than <laughs> if anything, but I'm I glad. Know, I guess, so I, I tell everybody this story every time I have HB on. We were at, <laughs> at Alabama AM University. We hooping in the gym, and it was like, hey, hey, uh, Hardball, Hardball. I was like, why the hell they keep calling this dude Hardball? And it was like, because he was in the movie Hardball. I was like, you lying. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you was really in the movie Hardball. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Hardball. Celebrity, celebrity version. Also, celebrity version? What's the nonsense? Celebrity version of the pod. Hey, I'm messing with my dude. He's no, I appreciate it. I'll take that. I'll take that. He's super down to earth, man. Um but what he is is a hardcore Chicago Bulls fan, so I had hey, to have man. my boy on. Since he was 92. talking, he was 92. talking big before the season. You uh, see what I was tweeting, bro? <laughs> what, right. I, what did I'm gonna let you finish? Mm-hmm. I was high on the Bulls, not as high as Hardball. So we gonna let him get his get his uh get his ish off once we get going. But just to set it up, Chicago Bulls seven wins in a row, twenty four and ten, number one seed. In the East, uh, even with Lonzo and Caruso missing the last few games, DeMar and Zach Levine have been undoubtedly the best one-two punch in basketball this season. DeMar, 27 a game, 50, 37, 88 splits. Zach Levine, 26, 5, and 4 on 50, 42, 85 splits. Like, real talk, this is like some historical dynamic duo production. Like, we haven't seen this in a minute. Um, I got to put it out there, Kings. Before we pass the HB, dude, how how serious are we taking the Bulls? I think at this point, I mean, it, it's just it's if it wasn't the Bulls, I feel like we'd be saying they're a contender, but they just come out of left field, kind of. So 
we don't acknowledge it all the way, but how we feel like, like how are we thinking of taking the Bulls right now? I think we gotta take the we gotta take them seriously in the sense that um you know there is is this far into the season they're the uh, one seed in the East um they're doing they did it with battling COVID like everybody else they did it um you know without Vucevic for a lot significant part of the schedule um you know they they don't have Pat Williams one of their probably their best wing defender um and, and, and you know and they keep going. And they probably looked, <clears throat> from what I'm hearing, they probably looked to get Pat Williams back at some point before the season ends. And uh, I think one of my mutuals, Darius, made a good point. Um, how serious they are as a contender, I think is going to depend on the health of Pat Williams in the sense that I think he, if you really think the Bulls can go all the way, having that wing body that you can put and throw against the you know top, like the KDs or the Giannis types, um, you know, that's going to be very important. So I think the chances to win the title, I think definitely depends on Pat Williams' health. But uh, in terms of just being a contender, um, they, they, they're they there, man. I mean, two guys averaging an efficient 27-plus, two first-team all-defensive caliber guards, um, great system that they're running. Uh, it's all fluid with them, nothing forced. Guys know their roles. Uh, you know what I mean? So, you know – I, I understand how you know the the frustration with Raptors fans. Yeah, I know, I know what to do, what y'all thinking. Oh, yeah, here you guys go again. Now you guys want to act like we haven't seen this before with Duros and blah blah blah. But um, I, I do want to give people because I'm one of those people who said we have to wait to the playoffs with him too. But I do want to give some important points. He's never played with somebody like um, Zach Levine before. Uh, a t- offensive talent. That's going to make it easier on him. You know, defenses aren't going to, just, just going to be able to load up on him knowing that he's the primary scorer because he has another elite score by his side. That's going to change his looks that he's going to see in the playoffs. That could drastically uh, up his production in the playoffs. So uh, I do think there is a wait and see type of thing with the Bulls in the playoffs. But And I do ultimately think that their lack of interior size is probably going to do them in to a team like Milwaukee. But I think they're legitimate contenders. And I don't think people should be – uh, projecting any playoff failures to try and take away from what they've accomplished. I think people should enjoy the show for what it is. Two guys scoring 27 plus, two first team all defensive guards, and it's great, uh, great basketball. They got a nice stretch, uh, stretch center who can play make a little bit and can score multiple ways. It's fun hoop. I, I think people need to, you know, try and enjoy basketball for what it is sometimes. You know, put the agendas down. I, I know, I, I know, I'm one of the kings of the agenda. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta put it down sometimes and enjoy enjoy the. Right, go, go go ahead, HB. Tell us about these bulls, man. Before I, before I drop some some questions on you, man. Go ahead, tell us okay. about these bulls, man. First, I would like to say that um, if I want to go through my Twitter history, what I said about the bulls getting Lonzo Ball and what I said he would do for our offense was one of the. It's almost similar to what I said what Drew Holiday would do for the Milwaukee Bucks. What I said Aiden was to the Phoenix Suns, and what I said Gobert would do to the Jazz in the playoffs. And I'm damn. <laughs> Pretty goddamn accurate, ain't it? I said all of that, and y'all have it all on wax. But um, what I'm liking about this team so much is it's so fucking balanced. It's so damn balanced. And like, uh, uh, Kings made a good point about when people maybe saying DeRozan and the Raptors. If people really want to go to the playoffs with the Raptors, it was Kyle Lowry. If we want to really get, <laughs> because if we remember when Kawhi was making a run, we like, well, what Kyle Lowry gonna do? 
because we always because the Rosen was giving Bron like twenty five in a, a series. You know what I'm saying? It, and even though Bron was serving, but the Rosen held his own. Kyle Lowry was averaging like twelve points or something <laughs> like that this year. You know what I'm saying? So when Kings made the point, like the Rosen's playing with Levine, like Levine cold as hell. Like I, if people still sleep, don't know how cold Levine is. That man cold as hell. And what I I don't know if he's playing with DeRozan or he's he's more comfortable with the team. He's scoring more diverse. He's being much quicker with his act with his actions with the ball. He's not he's not trying to be very heroic with his shots. Meaning like let me take the nice cold shot. That's probably gonna get a house of highlights clip. Like he's going to the elbow with his shot. He, if he's filling in from the three, he's making a, he's one dribble, two pull up. With the uh from the three point line attacking the basket, I mean he's the mantle was ACL on his left knee. And the man looked more bouncy than I. <laughs> right, and, and, and just before you continue, trust me, King's been singing that Levine song for about two years now. So he <laughs> he with you on that. King's been telling me about Levine for two years. So hey, you got you got company bro. on that. And I've been watching the man, and I can and it's like when you watch a player, especially a player that's good, you can tell how and you can tell when they know when they feel good playing with a team. And when they don't feel good playing with the team, the way they play and the way he's playing this year, he feels good playing with this team. And the fact that he feels so given to let DeRozan take these shots like he did against the Pacers and the Wizards the other day. It's like I like that, especially moving forward in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Because now they trust each other camaraderie and I trust that you have this capability to score the ball. And like what King said about uh, DeRozan. Never playing with a guy like Levine that takes the pressure off him as far as the eyes and the teams collapsing on him. Now Levine, like, bro, I don't <laughs> ain't nobody finna throw two, three team people uh, players on me. I don't pick and roll. I don't have to do a high pick and roll every day and play 43 from the basket. I can sit on the wing. I can slash. You know what I'm saying? And also what I like is with Vu- with Vucevic, pick and pop. And what I like he's been doing the last couple of months is starting to look for his shot in that mid the post area. I think early in the season, he was a little too much three-point line. I don't know why I want to fit in, where I want to take shots, but he's being much more aggressive with his spots. And, like, it's almost the same thing with Will Vu. Like, bro, I get one-on-one looks now. Like, I, right. the teams can't just throw a heavy double to Vu because, bro, I'm not going to leave the Rosen open for a slash or the jumper. I'm not going to leave Levine open for his jumper and stuff like that. So that balance they have. And, like, and then defensively, I've been saying it. Lonzo has been an all-pro defender for the last two, three years. I don't know what people were saying about Zoe. Like, I don't know what they watch with basketball. <laughs> but this man plays some goddamn defense. I ain't never, like, especially the way the rules are, this man moves his feet so damn like well, It's like the defensive drill where you put your hands behind that man kills that drill. I'm talking about I'm, that man moves his feet laterally so good and is very timely with his hands. Him and Caruso on the top is crazy. Yeah, I think uh, if I recall correctly, him and Caruso are the top two rated defensive players on the perimeter. Like they're on the same team. So like I said, just every playoff box you want to check. Um, defensive players, you got your two go-to guys. You got one inside presence. If Pat Williams come back, comes back, you got your stopper. Um how do you guys feel about the general uh I'll start with you, Kings, the general lack of experience? Is that gonna play in going forward? Or do you want are they one of those teams who, you know, we too stupid to care about all that? We hear the hoop. Like what type of vibe do you get from this team, Kings? Then you can answer after that, HB. Uh I think I mean that's always that's always kind of uh That's the question, always, right? Yeah. That's always to be mm-hmm. determined. But I don't even think they got they don't got they got inexperience. So if you look at two of uh two of their uh you know, two of their 
uh, most important guys, Caruso and DeRozan, those guys have been in deep playoff runs. You know what I mean? Caruso's a champion. Uh, DeRozan's been in through multiple playoff wars. And even Vucevic, uh, Vucevic made a made a playoff uh, appearance with the with the Magic. So, you know what I mean? So, it's it's not – they got some nice vets and some nice uh, players who've, who've gone there before. I think for uh, Levine, it's going to be one of those things where, um, you know, I just think he's too good to not – play well in the playoffs just his play style mm. is just too good so I, I think unless you're putting a really good defender on him it's not going to be one of those things where I think you can scheme him into playing bad I, I think you need a guy who can just stop cut his water off and uh you know this is why I say the Milwaukee Bucks are the favorites in my opinion to come out these because they have a bunch of guys who can shut dudes waters off you know what I mean so I think that he's Levine is that type of player if, if you don't have a guy who can shut his water off he's I think he's going to play well I think I think the Bulls primarily will struggle with two teams. Uh, I think that match up well with them. Obviously, Milwaukee, and I think also the Miami Heat, uh, just uh, the amount of wing defense they can throw. Obviously, Coach Spo is one of the best minds in the game, and uh, they have, you know, good, great leadership, great vet presence, and they're tough too. So I think that's a, that's a team that matches up well with them. I think if you're Ch- uh, Chicago, you want to see a team like uh, – you want to see a team like the Nets. You want to see a team like um, – and, and, you know, funny enough, I always thought that uh, they wouldn't be, play well against the Hawks, but you want to see a team like the Hawks because you want to be able to test those wing defenders and be like, can you guard us? You know what I mean? Because I think when it comes to the Bulls, between Lonzo, Caruso, and then if you get Pat Williams back, they can get stops on those teams. You know what I mean? they can. I think they can really get some stops in the half court on those teams because they have guys who can really sit down. And I think they can challenge those teams like, you know, like the Hawks or the uh, – or the uh, uh, the Nets to say, hey, can you stop us? You know, right. what I mean, really put the pressure on. But the Nets have been playing good defense this year too. So, uh, you know, I think you know how how consistent can they make that going to playoffs? I think that that to be seen. Also, you know, you have the Kyrie factor. That's always going to be the X factor. <laughs> um, so it's like you know, as of right now, though, I think the Bulls really have a comfortable case, minimum top four playoff team for the East. I think. Uh, with the way they look right now, I I definitely think they'll get out the first round. Um, I miss I misjudge them. I definitely think they'll get out the first round. In my opinion, um, is they really have a legit shot to get to the conference final. Um, but you know, I think they they definitely need Pat Williams back, and uh, they're gonna need they're gonna need a rim protector. Uh, so I think they're gonna need that for the playoff run. I think they're gonna need a guy who when you know you have guys like the Rosen, you know, you have guys like Levine and you have guys like Lonzo who can make shots easier for dudes. You just need that back line protector. That's going to, uh, you mm-hmm. know, get rebounds and uh, going to protect the wing defenders or the perimeter defenders. And he's going to catch lobs and give them vertical spaces. So I think that's what they need is that vertical lob threat uh, rim protecting a big. And I think if they get that, get Pat Williams back healthy, I mean, they have all the recipes to be a top team. I guess you just got to see it, you know? <laughs> like, that's just really what it comes to. Right. And I have a question for you, HB. So, good. I want you to respond to what I asked earlier about their inexperience versus their – they're going to be ready. And then I have a question for you about the – a possible roster move. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, I don't – I'm I'm kind of with Kings. I think the Rosen and Caruso just recently has experience. But, like, I've always been – iffy with that experience thing because it's not a full team of players their best players aren't under 23 having a a breakout season 
this is a habit. This team is having a breakout success together. You get what I'm okay, saying? Okay. Okay. And so has Levine never been to the playoffs? No, but the man has skill. That man is cold. You know what I'm saying? And when you're a, gir- a very good player, you're going to, your game goes there. You know what I'm saying? Now, my thing is uh, taking his game to that playoff level of understanding the moments, not, not looking yeah, for fouls yeah. at certain times, not always looking for the foul, understanding when to be be aggressive, when to play mate, what shots to take to kill kill runs, which run killing is very key in playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, killing the crowd noise, you know what I'm saying? Slowing the teams down. That'll be my thing, but he has the rose in there. You know what I'm saying? And it's so it's like if he is having that little funk, the rose is right there. You know what I'm saying? But I think Levine is too, is so talented where I can't see him in a seven game series just having four bad, bad games. You know what I'm saying? Especially his mentality on that court. Like he's a killer instinct player. And those type of players with the talent and have that talent, they don't really have those type of lapses, especially in the playoffs. So I don't think, I don't think the experience would be any issue. I think it would just be personnel running into a team like Milwaukee, who has Drew Holiday and Middleton and Giannis, who can, I can lock you down and I can go down there and on the offensive end and put some and pressure right, on you. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Bench, I mean, you got uh, Dante coming back. You got Grayson. Yeah, they got – and that's the only – that's one of the weaknesses, I think, with the with the Bulls, depending on Kobe. I mean, Kobe White. Kobe White that, is you my – See, that, that, uh-huh. that, that's, that's my question for you. So, I think we all think – I think another big or a wing is the, the wave, to, I think, to kind of solidify – like kind of pushing the chips in for the Bulls, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about? And I love this kid, uh, Ao. I've been Ao since he was. Oh, I, was I rock with. I rock yes. with. I rock with him, man. I like he's his playing heart. so well. So, I, I I think Kobe's playing well enough. Where other teams, like, hey, if we need a guard, that's like their fifth guard. Off, that's like their fifth guard. What do you think about moving Kobe? You know, for a big, another big, rotational big to play behind Vooch. This okay, or do you kind of want to stand pat and hope Pat gets back and you know play small ball outside of Vooch? Like, what do you think the the best move is going forward? I'm a big chemistry guy. At the end of it, okay, okay, okay. Because when it comes to that playoff, it's like I just know he gonna be in his spot. I know he gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? And I understand making moves to compete against the top teams, but also show your strength to their strength. You know what I'm saying? And I. I would understand the move. The only reason I wouldn't do the move because I really think we would need we need a we're gonna need something off that bench scoring. You know what I'm saying? Cause I love Caruso, but you not I'm not gonna look at him because you gotta score the ball. I don't care how much people, as much as you play defense, you still have to put pressure on the team scoring the ball. And if Kobe can continue his progress, which he's shown in like the last week where he's been playing, not even just scoring, but his playmaking, like his decision making has been pretty good lately. With like he's having like what six, seven, it's like he's been passing the ball with yeah, 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 uh, yeah. teammates and stuff like that. So, like, that is very important, especially coming off the bench, because what the Bulls do, which I think Billy Donovan does well, is how he spells Levine and DeRozan with second units, um, one the first unit, second unit. Yeah, which he, staggers think, them, he staggers them pretty well. He staggers he them very them. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. which their talent can help that unit. And then if you got Kobe, who – when you got Caruso defensively and you got Kobe, which then you got – then he's like, okay, Lonzo rest, we putting Kobe in. Is he as a defensive stalwart as Lonzo? No, is he going to push that pace? But 
in the half court, you know, you got him as a spot up shooter. You know what I'm saying? He's not afraid to attack the basket. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a different dynamic. So I'm more I would say stand pat, stand put and wait, wait for Pat. I wouldn't rush Pat because like I don't want to rush a kid that young to come out hands like you. We need you to get us to this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, you throw yeah. that man out there to the wolves like that. I think that's kind of unfair. You know what I'm saying? Because like no matter what, a great player going to get hit. Katie, Giannis, if they great, like shit, you throw fucking seven Kobe's on them, Giannis. He ain't gonna, if he cold, you cold, you're going to get yours. It's about making them work for their shots and putting pressure on them to involve their teammates. So I honestly would stay, I would keep Kobe, but I would understand the move as far as like trying to compete with like Milwaukee or something like that. But I will say, I don't think Miami were really to Kings. I don't think Miami really give us that. I mean, defensively, yes, but Depending on the health of Bam, but I don't think Miami ability to score would worry me. Like, because mm. like especially the way Jimmy's game has has become. Like, I'm not saying he isn't he doesn't score the ball, but he's much strongly of a playmaker, and I which and especially in the playoffs. Mm. And I think he trusts the Duncan Robinson a little too much for me in the playoffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, the guy can shoot, but um. Yeah, I think Miami's inability to really score the ball, especially in transition and push it up and like and put pressure on teams offensively, I don't think that would be much of a worrisome to the Bulls. Especially right. with no ban. All right, so I gotta ask before we move on to the next subject, next topic. So what what's the ceiling for this Bulls team? Um I, I put it out there a couple of weeks ago, people got mad. I said conference finals depending on matchup which means either which means they would have to beat either uh milwaukee or brooklyn to get there which is a spicy take i know i'm with kings i think they match up brooklyn still be the favorite in the series but they match up a hundred times better with brooklyn as they do with milwaukee just because the Giannis factor like katie's that guy but he's not as physically imposing as Giannis would be they just don't have a body for you a lot of teams don't have a body for Giannis, so they're just they're one of them um, Kings, what's that? What's the ceiling for this Bulls team, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, the ceiling is for me right now, um, potentially Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I think that's really, uh, I can see them making that run. A lot of people had them as that type of pick this year, like the Hawks, where I couldn't see that first, but I can definitely see that now, uh, you know, depending on seeding. I can definitely see them making an Eastern Conference Finals run. Um, but uh, I, just them getting to the finals and ultimately winning, like I said, it comes down to uh, really getting that that big. I think that's going to really be the key for them uh, to make sure they're consistent and they can uh, handle the teams that are much more physical. Are you saying the Rose are going to have that Chris Paul effect? They're going to the finals <laughs> with, 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 with the Rose? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he, he's looking better this year. I think he's in a better position. Uh, he has a lot of t- good talent around him that can help create shots for him and that can take pressure off him and take the, um, you know, take, make the defense have to, res- you know, have to uh, respect other players on the field. I think it was with playing with Kyle Lowry, the defense living with Kyle Lowry going one-on-one, it's going to be hard for teams to really live with uh, Levine getting one-on-one looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, and I think Chubb, you, you hinted at this before. I think both of you did earlier in this discussion, but man, I just got to add to it. It's like guys like Levine, those younger guys who, come off as that, you know, that stat padding, not focused on winning. It's like finally seeing those type of players in a position where they don't have to do everything on offense to keep their team in the game and let them, like, kind of let the rest of their game kind of show. 
Frank Levine is his playmaking, being much more active on defense, you know, rebounding, moving without the ball. I think seeing that part of his game blossom now that it's like everything's not on his plate, I think that's good to see. I think it's kind of like that that Devin Booker story. It's like I got teammates now. Let me focus on other parts of my game. So, you know, that's that's been a real good development with uh, Levine, man. That's just, it's been good to see. I think we've all, like, seen the talent. Just kind of wait for him to get in the right situation for it to get put on that stage. I think it finally uh, it finally will. Um, last thing, DeRozan is the blank ranked MVP candidate right now. I think he has to be top three, man. <laughs> I think he has to be top three. Because, I mean, I, I get it, though. It's going to be hard to say that just because Levine is on the team. But he's definitely – he's playing like a top five, top three <laughs> candidate, in my opinion. Man, I hate that. Oh, because this person on the team, man, it don't matter if uh, who on the team. If the man is hooping, only reason I would put him – I'm going to put him a French three – on, on the full outside, because I can't knock with I can't knock with Katie doing that for Achilles. I'm sorry, <laughs> the man shattered his Achilles, and I'm talking about you wouldn't even know that the man missed who <laughs> did that, bro. I'm like this shit. Look, it's more mm. remarkable to me. <laughs> with Katie, we can't we can't not like Steph and what he's doing. And I ain't gonna lie, I ain't the biggest Joker fan, but that boy, that boy, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like oh, I'm man. like. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, even though the record isn't there, I'm like, bro, he's literally playing with 24-hour fitness, and I'm talking about he's putting up the no. I'm like, and it's still competitive in that West. I mean, even though the West isn't that strong, but I'm like, bro, like, I'm is- keep I, I watch a lot of hoop. I cannot name you Denver's nine-man rotation right now. I probably, I'm not, I can't. And I watch either, a bro. lot of hoop. Bro, I'm watching the league <laughs> pass. Right, I'm bro. watching the man with 21 points, 19 rebounds, seven assists. I'm like, Jesus, who was he passing the ball to to get these? I'm like, I wasn't on the court. Like, what the hell? Like, I would put him on the fringe four behind those three because he's really he, – and the thing is, to me, like, I'm, I've am i seen this DeRozan with Toronto. Like, I've been a big – I've liked DeRozan. I've always – he was a, always liked what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as a player at mid-range, he stuck to his game. I just felt like, like with other players, he didn't have that cohesive team where his talent – can be seen winning. That's all it is. Like, these players ain't like they just picked up a book and figured out another. Like, no, they're just now winning. So now you see them on the broadcast. You see them on a million tweets. You see them on these uh, national broadcasters. And it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know. Because probably with the numbers, wow, I didn't know he was really this good. I didn't know that within, like, the numbers and stuff. But I'm like, no, bro, this is the Rosen. He's been doing this. You know what I'm saying? Me and King's gonna drop the Raptor fan Joe at because they're gonna be on our head when they hear this. No, man, they're gonna be like, we won, this, six, man. we won 61 games and then he falling in the playoffs. So we're gonna make sure they they, they send the message. Man, I was watching that series, man. He was hooping, bro. Kyle Lowry was missing every three that was like, I remember, like, he was missing every shot. Like, no, man, Le, 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 LeBron. So I think what made it worse is DeMar, the post game in the middle of the series. Oh, I didn't like that, but I'm. If, man, you know, if we to... had him, we'll win too. I think that turned a lot of people off. But I, it, yeah, it, that's what that's what got people upset. <laughs> but no, honestly, well, I got a question with the Bucks though. Is Lopez coming back? Because he's a that's, key. Yeah, that's what they. I mean, that's what that's their plan. I mean, that's their hope. Okay. Me, with me, I'm not tripping because I think me and Kings last. Me and King's been driving that Bobby Porter's train for a whole. Yeah, bro. They they are so I, much more versatile when he's on the floor, and then without him, they just slide Giannis to center and they don't move. Exactly. Damn it, you right. I mean, look, 
<laughs> look, look, I look, I mean, Brooke Lopez, like for what it's worth, Brooke Lopez was good in the sense that he gave them size with right. true rim protection. He's one of the best drop bigs in the in the game. And he's and he does have respectable floor spacing. But I, you know, it was it was really wearing its welcome last playoff run. Thank and you, I don't man. think they could go through another playoff run doing that. So I okay. think the injury is actually gonna force them to do what they should have been doing a long time ago. Which okay. is Portis, and then when Portis is off, you put Giannis at center. And that Giannis at five, bro. That's ridiculous. Man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's deaf. Stick, stick, sticking with the MVP, sticking with the MVP talk we just had, we got to talk about uh, LBJ in year nineteen. Man, it's just man, then not- the last. So the last, the last seven games, um, 36, 11 and six on 58, 42, 79 shooting, uh, and it's all been necessary. That's the other part. It's like it's been absolute necessity. The Lakers go, me and Kings have gone back and forth uh, about the roster construction. So since is fit and LeBron, I think he's just, you know, he's a basketball form of duct tape with your roster, man. If you missing something, you know, he going to give it to you. I think that's probably the biggest compliment I can give it to you. Like about too many players in NBA history have that trait where whatever the team needs, I'm, I'm going to do it every night. Um, it's kind of insane. It's weird because he finds himself in a situation that Curry was in last year where I don't have the greatest teammates due to injury or whatever. I'm doing this every night, but we fighting for our life in the play-in yeah. or, you know, whatever reason. Um, and for last year, I got to be consistent. Curry was uh, – I didn't have Curry as the MVP, but I had Curry as a top three MVP candidate. And I'm starting to inch LeBron there with this reaching up dick and play because it's not only the offense, it's he's doing it on both ends which is even more special given his age, and he's playing a lot of center. Waldo. So they playing undersized lineups, and him being special on the backside is kind of making it work. So Kings, LeBron's last seven games, the Lakers record hasn't been great. They got another win tonight, which was good. But, man, what, how can we, How can we? you know, what, what are you feeling about LeBron entering this you know, MVP conversation and just him in year 19? It's kind of, kind of wild what we're looking at lately. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because, you know, he's man, he's playing at MVP level. And remember, remember uh, before the year, I did say that he was gonna win MVP. I had him as my MVP pick, and uh, you know, this was why I really thought we were gonna get a last hurrah from LeBron, and uh, you know, we got it. But unfortunately, um, the Lakers <laughs> and front office and the co-star of the team didn't want to cooperate with the, um, you know, the urgency that LeBron is displaying this year, which is very unfortunate. Um, the blunder started in the offseason, as we know. It's continued into the season. They're slowly trying to make the corrections, adding Stanley Johnson, uh, trading Rondo out, uh, not wanting to play DJ. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's also gone to a point where they're kind of leaning too much into this LeBron center stuff. Uh, you know, Dwight should be getting minutes He's an NBA big. I mean, this uh, Dwight looked pretty good 
uh, with with Philly last year in terms of having, you know, impact in limited minutes. I just don't think the Lakers have any real structure right now from the front office to the coaching staff. And I think that's the main problem, which is very sad because they have a team with such high aspirations. They have so many question marks. And you really wonder, like, you know, it's very it, – it becomes harder, I think, to salvage this season. Again, um, I won't give my final thoughts till after the deadline. Yeah, that's right. Like I said, I've been on um, – of the mindset that this will be a totally drastically different team after the deadline. That's been <laughs> my forecast for the past uh, couple months now. So, you know, it's, it's tough, but LeBron himself, I think, and you know, this is a member at labels. I was telling you, um, you know, the difference between somebody like Anthony Davis or somebody like Jokic and somebody like, um, you know, Giannis and you see it with LeBron James, it's like, this is a guy who just wants to be great every single time he plays. You know, whether, you know, people want to say, you know, obviously he's getting his numbers. People want to say he's chasing cream, but what's wrong with chasing greatness, man? What's wrong with trying to be the best ever? You well, know, they need trying it. To, trying they to need show, it. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, like, what's wrong with doing that? Because if, without that, this team isn't winning anything. The only reason they win in these games is because he's playing out of his mind. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's nothing wrong with trying to be great. You know what I'm saying? And it's... <laughs> it's, so, it's so it's so frustrating to know he's doing that, and it's not really it's not really rubbing off. Um, you know what I mean? Like, hey, like we got Russell Westbrook to take the load off LeBron. Russell Westbrook, for all his credit, I would say he's get he's taking a lot of the playmaking load off of LeBron. So I will give him that. He's allowed LeBron to get easy buckets, but it's been a tough. It's been a chore trying to win games, man. Um, if we were going to lean into LeBron Ball in terms of having him lead the whole team, I just feel like you should have just built the team around that to begin with. Right. You know what? I, I think, you know, Ricky G, OG Ricky G say a lot of wild stuff on the timeline. I think he <laughs> said that was kind of profound that went underneath the radar. You know, he's a Warriors fan. He said, you know what? You look at the Warriors – you see the front office has a basketball philosophy that they stand by and they build yeah. off that. He said Palenka doesn't have one. So he has no, he has no like foundation. If this is what I believe in on the NBA basketball court, I'm going to build like this. He just kind of goes with like whatever feels right in that moment. And mm. I think that was like something profound that he said that kind of went underneath the radar. Like it didn't blow up or anything. I was just like, you know what? That absolutely makes sense. If you look at the Lakers roster move the last couple of years, there's no rhyme or reason to like, or no consistent. No, no. I'm saying there's a reason. There's no consistency in the stuff mm-hmm. they do. Like the Warriors, there's like there's there's a consistency. It was like uh, IQ, passing, moving out the ball, and defending. Like if you don't check those four boxes, you're not going to fit well with them. With what they do, and I I don't know if we can look at Laker players and you know have certain traits and say they'll fit here or won't fit here. I think that's that's something key that he said. But I just want to put that out there. Um, HB, what do you th- think about LeBron the last, you know, this last seven games? And uh, as far as his place in, like, the MVP, you're trying to push into that MVP conversation, kind of moving towards the halfway point. I'm not even going to lie. I'm, I'm really fucking shocked at what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that two million dollars a year in his body is. I'm like I'm I can't be mad. I'm like bro, this what not, we say 19, 19 years. Like you're nineteen. As I I you know I'm I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but I mean the man's still hooping at this level is fucking and cares like 
that's it's fucking crazy. And I don't I don't understand these stat stuff for people about it. I'm like, I mean, if I can still hoop and hoop at a high level and I can eclipse a great player like King said, why not do it? Now, granted, <laughs> I right. guess because they're not winning, but I'm like, I, I never mind. That's a topic for another story. But no, I will honestly. I would probably have to put him. I would have to put him in. I guess that top five. Like he is playing. He's playing that damn good. And also, I'm. I've been much impressed with his perimeter game. Just like I'm. That's one of been my biggest knock with LeBron. His timidness with the jump shot. Like if it ain't if he missed that first three, you know he ain't taking that first three in that oh, first yeah, quarter. He not taking that jumper for a good minute. He gonna get the ball moving, try to get some dunks going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> These are the old school Facebook argument. You feel me? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm just saying, but his his perimeter game has gotten so. Oh much yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Which I think has helped on his body, where now he's scoring the ball and he don't have to attack as much, even though he's still attacking like he's always done or so like that. So I will probably put him in the top five, uh, top five MVP because also he's still playmaking, he's still rebounding, and he's playing at a high level, like I say, under necessity now. Living in L.A. and I, I'm not buying no damn spectrum. I can't never watch the damn Lakers game unless it's on fucking TNT. Unless it's on TNT. But uh, the games I have watched, it's still LeBron playing playing like LeBron. And that's the one thing I've always respected about him is his IQ is like he's going to play his game. Even though I'm, I always thought maybe he should do But that man plays his game and he's great at it. I still don't get the – I to this day don't get that Russell Westbrook pickup. You literally <laughs> – as great as Westbrook is, a great player, Hall of Fame. You basically got like the stepbrother LeBron. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Cause like they you attack, you know what I'm saying? Granted, LeBron's perimeter game is is much better than Westbrook at this point, but it just be them and them it just be them one, two bonehead plays Westbrook do. You'd be like, bro, you got a triple double and you throw a behind the back full court pass with the game. You know what I'm saying? And it's just be those critical points where it turns the game around and the health of AD. I just, man, that man is just scotch tape. Like it's, I just feel bad for the man. Like, it's just like, I just feel bad that he just can't stay on the court or so like that. Like, but um, no, like I'm, I don't I don't have much to say. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. Like I'm thoroughly impressed. And you know how big of a Melo fan. So watching hey, them play together. Hey, watching look. them play together and I'm looking like, damn, Melo. Damn. But shit, Kings, it happens, bro. Kings all through college, man. You forgot it. the, the Melo LeBron battles, man. Hardball was yeah. was ten hey, toes down with his belt. At that point in time, I stick to that gun. At I that know. point in time, bro. At that point in time. Now I'm not stupid. I'm as yeah. time went on. I yeah. seen it, it just went it went up. It, yeah, this, this this was pre-championship. So that was you feel me? Remember Melo had made that Western Conference Finals run? You feel me it, against Kobe? Yeah. Man, so he I, was still totally ten toes there. I'm like it just killed me. I'm like, damn, like every time I'm like, bro, this motherfucker, excuse my language. This man is 40 running down the court. <laughs> I'm like, bro, this important 19 years. The man had been in ninth. Like his legs are like he's a tank. much, much, much respect. And like I'm like, I was top five and I I don't okay as a fan. No, I don't want to see him win. I don't want to. I don't. But as a basketball person, much respect. I salute to him. Shoot, if he beat the record, if he achieves it, like great. Like I'm at just at this point, if he any if, at this point, him averaging twenty five seven and seven every time, it's like I don't know, bro. <laughs> That's amazing to me. 
There you go, King. You feel me? You got one. You got one converted, baby. Reach one, teach whoa, one. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not converted. <laughs> I'm not converted. I know. I know. I'm just paying my I respects. I'm I know. not lying. I'm I'm paying my respects, man. 37, 19 years, and what he's doing to keep the Lakers afloat, much more. I, right. So, it's incredible. All right, moving on. We'll see where LeBron ends up. Hopefully, the Lakers win some games, make his MVP race real interesting. I think right now it's it's got to be. Uh, KD, Giannis, they need some shooting. They need KD, shooting. Yeah, KD, Giannis, Steph at some point. But let's talk about these Warriors, man. Um, that boy Steph Curry, cold man. Yeah, it's just, man. yeah, it's man. just, it's, it's. Man, I'm getting man. to the point where I'm getting, I'm getting nervous, um, because when they beat Phoenix, they beat Phoenix missing five wings, and then they come out, they go to Utah, missing a gang of players, their defensive heart and soul, and Draymond. Utah's got the full squad, and they go out in Utah and pull that one off. And I watch, and I'm like, they're going to add whatever the hell Clay Thompson has in the tank. Bro, they ain't got Clay Thompson. That's what I'm saying. And it, <laughs> it, it's getting like, uh, and I'm not saying spooky. You know, I, the Nets obviously uh, have something it's, to say. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting it's spooky. The Bucks going to have something to say. You know, we'll see what the Bulls are. The Suns. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, obviously the Bucks, but then the East. I'm yeah, yeah. So something about the, in the West, you a Laker Nation. This game is yeah. spooky for you, man. Yeah, so it's it's scary. Like, it's like even the Suns when they have full strength, it's just like I don't know if they lean on Aiden enough. It's just I mean, the way they move the ball, the off-ball movement. <laughs> to me, like and the most impressive thing is the way they defend. Man, they got five guys on the court who gonna move, rotate, and my thing is they can play small because every last one of their wings is gonna go rebound. So they that that and they, so they could play. They got small physical wings. Yes, you know I'm saying. Got real physical wings. Kings, your boy Wiggins, you never gave up on playing like an all star, <laughs> so, dude. So, can stop. How, like, I gotta ask you, like, as of right now in the West, like, how how big is the gap? Like, if they were playing to play Phoenix or Utah in the series, like, those are the two closest teams right now. Like, how, how far are those series going in your opinion? Because like that Utah game, like, if I'm a Utah fan, like, I'm disheartened by that. Because you got your full squad. They're missing a bunch of – they're missing their defensive heart and soul in Draymond. Missing a few other guys. Iguodala came and had a – had a vintage Iguodala game, hit the big shot. You know, Max Kellerman, I want Iguodala. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what what, 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 you, what do you think the gap is now between the Warriors and then the Phoenix, Utah, and then the rest of the West right now? I'll start with you, King. Like, it's yeah, as man. of right now. As of right now. things change. Just as of right now. Like, January – January 3rd. 2022. What where what do you think the, the gap is I mean, right now? I think as of right now, without Clay there, I think you know it's close between the uh Suns and the and the Warriors. I definitely think it's uh pretty it's fairly close with those two. Uh, when you start throwing Clay into the mix, that's when it starts getting a little bit of uh, a little bit different. But I think with Joe's two, uh with Clay there, um, I mean without Clay there, I think it's pretty close. I think Utah's a tier below. Um, but they're a tough team. They'll be competitive. And then after that, man, it's just up in the air. I mean, <laughs> outside of those three, it's not much. The West, I mean, everybody's banking on the Lakers to figure it out at some point. But, uh, you know, they at right now they haven't. So um, it's just it's, it's those three comfortably seem to be leading the way for the Western Conference right now. Yeah, just I think the Lakers are the wild card here, right, because you don't know what AD is going to be when he gets back and then – you just don't know, like you said, the deadline's coming. You don't know what trades they're going to make, but you know there's something to be said about continuity. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. 
uh, HB, in your opinion, like what's the gap with the Warriors and, and the rest of the West right now, in your opinion? And it's Warriors and Suns. Okay. It. And the gap between oh, I'm not I'm not taking the Jazz series ever. <laughs> you know we, we know got. why. We know why. It's the same script, man. Like I mean, you can throw a chair out there and they can defend Gobert. Like we we know what's that's gonna happen. That's probably um, your best call last season. I think before, like we that was like November we had you on. I yeah, told you, man. They were, they were tearing <laughs> league up. You said if Gobert can't score, another team's go small. They're going to get killed. And then it happened but to be, May. But to be fair, Maples, I did tell you too all year. I said, I, I, I don't believe <laughs> That's true. That. That's true. My, my thing was, my thing was, I didn't know. I think, like, Harbaugh put, pointed out the reason. Like, the reason why he's like, it's not even his him not being able to switch. It's when they go small, he can't punish. Like, they was playing Terrence Mann at center, bro, and he couldn't they eat. When a team purposely put someone <laughs> less, every team will purposely put someone six inches and shorter on him. And they don't like, like, and I'm literally like not finna try to dunk or put a left hook over right hook. We're not asking him to, huh? But you gotta remember why, why is that, why does that matter? Cause I mean, he doesn't do that in the regular season. Why does that matter in the playoffs? Is because, like I said, those threes, they gonna get, they gonna hit the drought. Yeah. Don't hit the drop with your three-point shooting. I always, I always I, warn people, man. I, 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 was, I, I, was, I was, I brought this to Kings on the time, like when he was saying these three-point shooting numbers when ain't no fans in the stands. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now when you put fans in the stands, telling, bro, your shoes broke. Boy, that jumper broke. They hearing that, and it's the playoffs. You missed this shot. I'm, I'm. We down a couple of games. Like that changes the dynamic. So if I have someone who's Julius, clearly, Ran- Julius Randall. <laughs> Someone <laughs> like I literally have the tallest player on the court. He's taller than everything in here, and I, he don't even score ten points. Let's uh, let's start with the Jazz. We know what they own. Uh, no, it's it's Warriors and Suns to me. But again, with the Warriors making Aiden a prominent number two, like I'm sorry, that's so important to me because of his dynamic ability with his ability to punish guards. That's clearly the Suns' path went through Aiden punishing small players. And his ability on the defensive end to play on the perimeter and guard the paint. So, if the Suns get away from this Chris Paul uh, fandom, you know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, Chris Paul can be the third option and still get his 16 and 10. That's how good the Suns are because they still got bridges. You still uh, crowd on whenever he decided to get a high streak, but you got bridges. Um, you got the the kid. I like Cam. Uh, what's this? Cameron Johnson. I like that kid. You know what I'm saying? You got Devin Booker. And Paul is just a magician. He can always get an offense going. But making Aiden a prominent uh, number two option and making his force be known is what I think the Suns, if they follow that formula, that can put pressure on the Warriors. I just and that, So that's why I think the, the gap is pretty close. I'm still putting the Warriors over there, even without Clay. But if you add Clay to that, I don't see nobody beating the Warriors. Because one thing I think from last year, I think – I'm again chemistry that's all like the team last year you couldn't really have chemistry with no really team because of COVID and stuff like that but you think about it the Warriors was a Draymond blown layup away from making it to the uh round of the playoffs like that you that's and that's and I want to get to my next point about Steph like how cold he is like that man literally had them right there Draymond just missed did a Patrick Hewing in against the Pacers with a layup he got so, a lava temp. Was it a lava temp, King? No, no, it was a lot. No, I thought he just missed. He, I know. He I just know like it was like it was, it was so it was so bad. You didn't even know what he was trying to do. Yeah, it was I'm, so I'm, bad. So, but no, but no, with Steph, man, I'm. I just don't see. I just don't see 
I just don't see anybody being able to slow down what he does. Like, Steph is so cold. If he doesn't even take a shot, you he'll take a shot and the Warriors win. He's still the MVP in the game. Like, that's how that, that's how much attention I when I watch them play, especially how much he does on that court. I'm like, bro, I'm watching like why are three players chasing this man? And he don't even have a ball. What's the what's the word they love to use? Oh, like what's the word they use? A little key gravity, bro. gravity. <laughs> like that man shifts his defense so crazy and defensively, like. They are very good ball hawks, but one thing I like about the Warriors, they don't foul crazy, and they really just know how to contest shots and stay defensively sound. They contest they, shot well, and they rotate very well. Like Draymond quarterbacks that defense like like ridiculously, staying on their contesting shots well and moving and making players work. I think they're the best in the NBA at making you take tough twos, which is how you win. They make you take like they run you off the three without sacrifice and penetration to make you take tough two. I think that's the best. And I think Draymond's probably defensive player of the year caliber. Wiggins is playing all defensive level. You got GP2, Iguodala. There's a whole bunch of guys who just come off and defend and they use Steph's gravity to get make the offense as easy as possible. It's just it's gonna be real interesting to see, you know, how it works in the playoffs through a series when you know a lot of stuff gets defended. That was my only concern about them you know, that's a lot on Jordan Poole's plate to be a, a number two for a championship team as far as shot creation. But, you know, it, they defend so well, it might not matter. That's so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking to how that feels. I'm also uh, – I still don't think LaMelo should have been their pick, but, you know, <laughs> Wiseman was Wiseman was number two for a reason. I like so Wiseman. If, I, he can, I, if he can add anything, that also adds on to it. So, Kings, like, what do you – before we move on to the last last topic, what do you guys expect to see from, from Wiseman, even if it's just playing those 10, 12 minutes a night, you know, spotting Looney and Dre at that five spot? Like, what are you looking to see from Wiseman going into the second year? Um, I think um, I think one of them made a good point, I think, on the panel. He said, uh, you know, they, the, the Warriors got two elite athletes uh, that they can use in their system, one being Kaminga and the other one being Wiseman. I mean, Wiseman is a real athlete. I think getting him to run, catch blobs, and then making use of his shooting ability. I think, uh, you know, they need to make, they need to turn him into a a face-up type of big, kind of like how, you know, BAM is used, but obviously not in the same uh, usage rate, you know, with the DHO type of, uh, uh, you know, actions that you see BAM run often, but just, you know, making Wiseman face up off the pick and uh, pop, Run, uh, run the rim off the pick and roll. Use his vertical leaping ability, and uh, also use his shooting ability as well while he's in there. And that you know, the twelve to fifteen minutes they're gonna run him, uh, run him there. So it also, I think one of the good reasons why you want Wiseman back too, and why you want to play him is that you want to keep Draymond's body fresh, you want to keep Looney's body fresh, and uh, you know, it's 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 two positives you get when you play Wiseman. You can. A, keep your, your guys you, that, you know, you've st- had this great start with fresh for the long run. And B, you develop Wiseman and he becomes something uh, that you didn't anticipate. Now, all of a sudden, you're cooking with, you know, with hot grease. You have all the house money. So Wiseman definitely needs to play when he gets back. He needs to have an established role. I think that will help them in so many ways, trying to figure out what they got in him as well as resting the guys the bigs that they're using right now and Looney and Dre and, uh, and Bihalitsa as well. So I think, you know, Wiseman is going to be a crucial part of their team in for multiple reasons. 
All right, I agree. We'll see what happens, man. Last thing, uh, Kings broached this, and he actually made a point by bringing it up uh, when he brought up the topic. He said, why aren't we talking about Giannis time to Kupo more? 28, 12, and 6, 55% shooting, 80% at the rim, playing all-world defense again. Bucks are 25 and 13. Just um, how come we don't – even after last year, he's still flying, flying under the radar, like as far as the mainstream discourse uh, standpoint. Giannis. I, I, I think – I don't even want to say it's like fatigue. It's like, I think Giannis is that it's roof on when he don't is because he, Oh, we want you to win. Oh, you don't get it, but you're going to get it the next year. But then he win it. And it's like, ah, you want it. You supposed to do it. And it's like, move on to him. <laughs> Cause it's like, he don't give you the Steph Curry, the, the, Oh, the Curry love, the shimmy the threes and stuff like that. He doesn't have the legacy, uh, the stardom legacy, LeBron, you know what I'm saying? You ain't, he don't have the, the the Twitter Twitter burner KD vibe like you know what I'm so it's like <laughs> he's just he 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 pulls up to Chick Fil A and getting nuggets like you know what I'm saying so it's like I think it's like that uh, it's like I don't know what it's like you're so tall you're supposed to do it you did it it's like forget you you know what I'm saying and then also I think a lot of people don't really accept what the Bucks did last year. That I've like, seen, I personally have seen a lot. Of that. A lot of people don't, and like I'm like to this day, I still don't know how he even played in that finals with that knee injury, with that knee injury he had. That, that was scary. Before. That was scary. Like, man, when I tell you, I when I seen the way it bent, and he said playing game one, I said, wait, how? I'm looking for the biggest <laughs> stone cold knee brace to be on this man's knee. <laughs> he didn't even have it on. So like, it's just probably like people just I don't know because like watching Bucks games this year, Dow he's at a he's at that. It's like it's like you know that level those players get when they get that ring and yep. that thirst. Yep. Say yep. I'm talking about when I'm watching him in the post. It's like the confidence in his jumper from the post taking the post. They don't look hesitant. It's a quick move left right. I'm the hitch in his jump shot is like it's now it's just flowing. It's coming off his hands. Like I'm gonna take this shot. Make it's crazy because you mentioned that his mid range shooting from the three to ten and ten to sixteen. It's both is like five, six percent over his career average. So yeah, like, he, that tracks. He's shooting so much more. Con- when I'm watching, he's shooting so much more confidently. He's there's just it's there now. It's like I'm, he's a shark in the water now and wants more. And that's so scary. That's what it's so scary on the league because I've been telling people he's KD without the burner. Now, if he just gets 50 percent of a KD burner, <laughs> it's a wrap because you can't stop the man in transition. The man can the man defends the whole court. And now you putting a, a a mid-range in this game, a solid post game where he has, makes the first couple, you scatter send the double. The man is a great playmaker. He's gonna give you six, seven assists. It's like the man is a the man is a shark in water. And I just I honestly just hearing you bring that up, I kind of feel as it's kind of disrespectful because this man is like, he's now finna at that point where I could see him run off two, three rings. He like, chasing he 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 chasing ghosts. He wanted he to play. Ch- yeah. He's ch- he chasing ghosts now. Yeah. Um I, yeah. Kings, you brought the subject up, and I thought fairly because obviously we've seen a lot of that people. The main thing we see if KD feet wasn't so big, blah, 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 he wouldn't have been there. So I think uh Harbaugh raised a great point about why it's kind of getting overlooked last year. Your thoughts, sir. 
Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's um because also it was a the it was it was a lot of injuries last year, like you said, um as well with that net series. I think it's a lot of question marks on oh, can you beat the Nets? So I think uh by me he dominated. I think uh I think uh, Michael's right. Once he got that ring, it's like okay, well now you got it. So um, don't really care about <laughs> I think that's really more what it is. Once they saw him win, it's like okay, whatever. He's getting his numbers like he always does. But um, I think the real statement will be if he comes back and if he beats the Nets at, uh, you know, the Nets have, you know, Harden, if the Nets have um, Kyrie and in, in, in that's available in that series, if they come back and they beat that team again, I think it's really going to signify, okay, uh, you can't ignore what he's doing. Kind of like with the Spurs, you know, the Spurs weren't really popular, but – you couldn't ignore what they were doing because they were always winning. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where he just has to do it again. Honestly, like he just has to do it again. So then once you keep winning, it's like they have to acknowledge you. So uh, that's really what it is for him. Like you said, chasing ghosts. Cause I just brought up the Spurs and Tim Duncan. That's the type of, uh, you know, player he has to, to, to chase and become for him to get the, you know, respect that he, he, he deserves on a, on, you know, on a historical level, because I don't think people even know where to place him historically right now. Um, either I mean, he just he is getting very started. Young. He's just getting started, so it's like <laughs> it, it's a lot that he still has left to do. So, I, um, I mean, once he, I mean, once he keeps doing it, it, it will be hard to deny him. But yeah, they went like the four year run he went on. I think it was like the only people with people who did it was uh, Michael Jordan, the King. Like that four year run, a Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, NBA Champion, Finals MVP. I think only uh, Mike and Akeem did it. And it would have been LeBron's time. I think LeBron got robbed defensive player of the year that one year yeah, in Miami, yeah. right? It would have yeah. been LeBron. Like, like, like that type of company is crazy, like that four-year run. So I think a lot of it is, too. We, we um, I think King just said it on the pot a lot of times with LeBron. Uh, a lot of it is we become slaves to aesthetics instead of actual production. And it doesn't look the, the prettiest all the time. And a lot of that, you know, turns people off or they don't they don't respect it as much so i think that's also a factor into like what you know how Giannis is being viewed these last couple years and and to that point which makes no sense because i'm like bro y'all watch the like yeah i don't know if do people really like uh, like watch the basketball plays this man make especially defense like the blocks this man be making like <laughs> This man be blocking game alley oops like out of like <laughs> chase like I'm talking about taking taking the ball out of the air out of nowhere save game saving plays you know what I'm saying I'm talking about attacking the basket three strides up the court like how is that not a p like I'm talking about this man like the at his size and I think that's I think I don't know if maybe it's a basketball, you got to be like a basketball person and play with people that when you see a man at this size and he's moving at a size that somebody is like 5'10", and I'm talking about at a high, <laughs> I'm like, like I'm like, I'm being like the, the fact that you make that point where people say it's not a please, and I'm like, bro, this man is like, this is a you, this is a unicorn. As much as we want to do the KP, like this man is legit a unicorn. I'm talking about like the, what this man does is so special to me. And again, like the way he came back last year off that knee, and like when I see players come back from like certain injuries like that, and I'm talking about, and don't miss a beat. That's so remarkable to me. And I just love to see that. So I, I was, I just, 
it bothers me when people really try to still diminish what these players done and try to say it ain't really that much. And I'm like, no, bro, at that level and what that man does, what he does is exceptionally well. Right, right, right. And I agree with you, Giannis. And um, that's a perfect segue. Last thing, Kings, we got to talk about it, you know, before Paul be on our head. James Harden the last week going from no skill to uh, Mr. Skill the conversation. So listen, uh, he went into health and safety protocols, right? Comes back. These are his last four games. Christmas Day, 36, 10, and 10. December 27th, 39, 15, and 8. Philly, 33, 14, and 10. Clippers again, 34, 12, and 13. That's the beard. Uh, is he back? I mean, it looks, <laughs> it looks like he, he looks like he's back in shape. Uh, <laughs> looks like he went into COVID protocols and decided to do the condition. Drop that weight. No, COVID, COVID helped you drop that weight quicker, baby. Yeah, yeah it probably yeah, that COVID ain't no get, joke, man. It probably helped him get to where he needs to go because he's definitely finally, you know, physically informed. And you're seeing with the way he plays, he's back to making his uh his uh his quick uh his quick uh crafty moves, you know, that he likes to do off the dribble, off the bounce. He's very quick with that type with his reaction and his wiggle. Um, but he did he didn't have that kind of earlier, you know. He was getting stripped a lot because he was easy to just you know play off off the dribble. But now that he has some of that quickness back because now he's in better shape, now his dribbles are now uh, you know, his uh his dribble combos are now back to being the same uh, type of uh, lethality that we've been grown accustomed to seeing over the past few years. You can't, it's hard to, you know, when Harden's in that groove, when he's in his, in his form, man, you have to, he really gets defenders guessing where he's going to go. And he has the explosion to be able to, to get to his spots and finish it or shoot his shot. So uh, we've been seeing that over the past four games and, uh, if he's in shape and he's back, you know, that's another element for the Nets that's positive for them going forward, uh, you know, and trying to win a championship. Yeah, just to your point about his shape, uh, the first four games back from protocol, 40 minutes in every game. Yep. So, HB, I know you uh, you kind of with me. You haven't been the biggest Harden guy. I think we both respect this game. I think we just both felt the same way, that he was too talented to engage in some of the shenanigans that we've seen over the last Man. decade, but uh, we do respect the game. But after like real bad early season struggles with turnovers and not being able to kind of create advantage off the dribble anymore, uh, since he came back from COVID protocols, has absolutely turned up. So uh, what do you think about Harden going forward this season? Harden is a great player and I'm never gonna take that from him. Again, like you brought up, it's the antics, it's the, <laughs> It's like, come on, man, play the <laughs> And this is my thing. It's like when you want to be a champion, you got to play like a champion. And like, I don't I don't care what everybody say on Twitter, social media, the numbers and analytics. It's a certain way a champion plays the game because they understand what it takes to win. And the, and the swing the arm flop or kick out leg threes <laughs> and try to bait and stuff. That's not going to work. Like, come on. Like, it's just not going to it's not going to win you a championship. Now, I'm not saying. I'm I'm not saying he's out there on purposely doing it for the most part. He was. He was. <laughs> I, I, I do think he is, but I'm trying it, to be polite. I'm trying to be polite, but keep it hundred. Like Harden is a great play. Like 
man, I'm talking about, I'm talking about OKC Harden, early Houston Harden. Like, bro, the man could kill you all levels. He wasn't looking for the theatric or anything like that. The man just straight hoop and gave you production. He can, it's just, again, this, this, he's going to give you this production. The man can play ball. You know what I'm saying? It's just, again, now being a champion, like, as much as people want to put Harden with greatest score ever with the Mike and the Kobe's, like that's that's which, what I put my foot there. That's when I'm like, I mean, I've been put. I'm like, come on now, let's 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 be real here. Great, let's 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 relax now because let's the NBA has let that whistle come in a little bit. They rang it in a little bit. They let some hooping come. They let some players hoop, and we didn't see with Harden. You know what I'm saying? We didn't seen the man not even die for basketball. We seen these little things he do. You know what I'm saying? So now this is that's my thing with Harden now, champion level. Because if you put him in that category with these people, I need to see that type of level. Those numbers, I I'm not I'm not surprised he puts those numbers up. It's how he puts the number up. Because when mm-hmm. I watch when I watch like when I watch certain players that are looked at in that top 10, 15, a franchise players, the championship level players, I'm watching how they're playing the game, what they do with certain moments, what they do to get to the free throw line, what they do to stop breaks uh, of, of runs from other teams, what they do to get the other players involved, and how it would translate in the playoffs when that whistle is swallowed. The game does slow down, you know what I'm saying, and the possessions are very key. And, again, I mean, his history has shown it. The man got dubbed by a Kawhi Spurs team. <laughs> His antics, <laughs> those those little things just don't follow. So, I'm I'm with Harden. I'm I I hate to be there. I, I'm always told myself don't be that. Oh, skip the regular season because the regular season is just as important. Because if you don't win in the regular season, you don't make the playoffs. But with as much glamour that Harden gets and this Kobe and Jordan comparisons he's getting, I don't care about that. I want to see what yeah. he do in the playoffs. Like, that, like it's 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 a, it's a respect to the level of player he's become. Yeah, that, that, it's, and, it's and I know. To, yeah, 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 and I know people gonna say, "Oh, you no." If you put those players in those type of levels, if when, when those players get to that level, you they hold you. We looked at them in a certain. We know what yeah, they're gonna do in the regular season. That's right. I, I, I you know what I'm saying. I get hundred percent. So if he's 100%. there, I'm, I'm I'm that's that's hardened. I've never said the man can't play the game. The man is cold. I want to see what he do. When it's down to sixteen team, that's that's all. That's me because these comparisons, the 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 oh man, hard, the, the all the analytical numbers y'all put with this man. But when I see that when it comes down to the last sixteen standing, and it just, I don't even care about the numbers. The proof is in the pudding in the video. So Ooh. I care about I care about the playoffs. So am I? I'm glad he's getting into his groove. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Help KD out because KD been saving them next. Um, like MVP level saving the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? And I think when Kyrie comes back and Harden goes to that third, it comes that third option. I think that I think that propels the Nets to that. To me, in my opinion, even with the Bucks. But at this point, I'm glad Harden's getting back to his game. But I care more about what he doing the playoffs. That's 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 accurate. I agree. I think, I think me and Kings are there too. Like when you get to a certain level of player, um the playoffs kind of weighs more for you. You're not an up and coming player anymore. You're trying to become a certified legend. I mean, you crying about not getting MVPs. <laughs> I mean, he has too much playoffs. I know he has the playoff game uh, against like Jazz, for example. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? But it's like when you have when you have like games where you lead, where you have the all time playoff game turnovers in a single game. <laughs> You know what I mean? When you're losing to Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, you know what I mean? 4-1, like, 
things like that just leave a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, like you get put on the bench and the team comes back from down 20 to beat CP3 in a crucial game. Like, it's just not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not very – it says a lot that he has a 3-1 comeback and nobody attributes that 3-1 comeback to him really. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the type of playoff resume he has right now. It's just not one that speaks volumes to what we, uh, you know, to what people try to put, the tier player all time people try to put him in. So, you know, but he still has his career. Uh, he still has, he's still, he's on a team that has championship aspirations. So he, he's still writing his legacy. And um, like you said, there's, there's another year, another opportunity to show, uh, to show what you can do. Yeah. All right, y'all. That was that's good. He the end though, man. Shout out Paul tweets too much, man. Friend of the pod, man. He give us a breakdown. Every he don't like what we said. We get them. We get them tweets early in the day, man. Um, follow the the MP show yes, on Twitter. We'll tag him in this when this pod goes up. Um, yes, sir. HP, tell us what you do. I see in your background. Talk about uneducated genius and the stuff you do with your mm-hmm. your pod. Yours more of a lifestyle pod. Talk about that real quick before we get out of here. Oh, so yeah, I got um, I'm starting a uh, entertainment company uh this year, Uneducated Genius. Uh, just think about it. Um, uh, basically, yeah, entertainment company, production, uh, film, uh, TV. Just creating my own uh um movement through the industry. Uh, yes, yeah, my podcast, LFTC podcast, has been on hiatus. Um, I had a hernia surgery early in the year, so I stopped doing it, and then. I'm going through basically, I ain't going to say a rebranding, but restructuring, trying to come back fresh and new. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, no, just uh, follow my YouTube page, Uneducated Genius, uh, for content that I'm going to be having coming out this uh, this year, Uh, podcast, short films, web series, like I'm in my CEO producer, producer mode now. So um, that's uh, that's basically it. It's uh, creating for the people. Creating for the culture. That's what's up for the culture, man. Make sure you tap in with MP, Uneducated Genius. Make sure you stream Hardball. You feel me? Get a <laughs> hey, it's on it's on Amazon Prime. And yes, sir. I just found that out. It's on yes, Amazon sir. Prime. <laughs> All right. As always, you can follow me, JJ Mabel 55 underscore MST at his Kings, bro. Follow, subscribe to Pod. Drop us feedback. Please rate, rate, rate. That helps his rank and get up to get up higher on the uh on the iTunes and Spotify list. We appreciate the feedback we're getting. It was a great 2021. I'm going to wish you all you guys a happy new year, more peace, more blessings, and we are out of here. Yes, sir. Happy new year, y'all. Happy new year, everybody. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Mm-hmm.